Ukulele Tales with John Atkins. Hello, it's me, the ukulele teacher, and you're listening to Ukulele Tales, my podcast that's proudly sponsored by Carla Brand Music. Visit carlabrand.com slash uketeacher to get 10% off anything on the Carla website. Ukuleles, guitars, strings, books, whatever it is you're after, you can get a 10% discount just because you listen to Ukulele Tales. Okay, today I have got a great guest on the show and a good friend too, Will Grove White, most famous for being a key member of the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain since 1989, when he joined as a fresh-faced 16-year-old. Now, during lockdown, he decided to take a step back from the orchestra, and this is the first interview he's given since then. Now, you might think, after being with the Ukes for over 30 years, that he might be sat around twiddling his thumbs and wondering what else there is to do. But in fact, I met him on a sunny day at his home studio in London, where, as well as writing music for hit TV shows and commercials, Will has also taken on a surprising new hobby, building his own ukuleles. Now, we'll talk about all that and more, and it is a really fun conversation, which I know you're going to love. But of course, the first thing I had to talk to Will about was leaving the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. So last time I saw you, uh, I think you had sort of just about left or were in the process of leaving the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, leaving, I've stopped touring. I'm still, I feel for my heart is still with the, with the Ukulele Orchestra. I've been, you know, I was in that band for 30 years, I think, you know. So wow. I joined when I was six, well, when I was 16, so probably more than 30 years and probably on the road for a good 20 of those. So, uh, yeah, it was just time for me to to hang up my touring boots. It was getting really, I was finding it getting really exhausting and time for some new new life and new energy to get into the Ukes. Yeah, yeah. Which it has done. I was going to say, there are like great. a few new people. I feel like they were kind of introduced over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, slowly. There's been deputies over the years, but but uh, new-ish people are sort of Ben, but over the last five years, Ben Rouse, who's a fantastic player, you know. But he's been over, I think, Maybe eight. Years. Maybe he's been in it eight years. Now. I was going to say, I didn't realize he was new. a new boy because every time I've seen you. Well, to me, when you when you yeah. when you've been in it thirty years, anyone who's you, you go you, anyway. No, he's yeah. completely. You know, one of the one of the group, one of the yeah. gang. And then, but no, like Laura Curry, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. you and Wardrop, yeah, and then a couple of new newer people who I don't know, but um, no, they're fantastic. You know, absolutely great. And Ewan is a really talented. Um, dancer, singer, all-round entertainer. Everything. Yeah, I follow yeah. him on Instagram. He's doing, like, puppets and he sorts, everything. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. Laura's got the most gorgeous voice and writes great songs herself, which I keep nagging her to put together. But, yeah. you know, she'll do that one day. Yeah. yeah. No, so it's yeah. great, you know. And it, well, the great thing about the ukulele orchestra we all found, which was sort of brilliant and a bit disappointing at the same time, is that if any one of us missed the gig you would secretly think, oh, God, it might all collapse without me. But but the gig would always go brilliantly without whoever it was that was missing. Yeah. And that even included George and, you know, key characters who we felt 
I'm sure it can't work without that. But but you go no, the the show goes on. The show is bigger than any one person. In yeah. The, in the in but the is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think if it was me, I'd be secretly hoping it would fall apart without me. So they had. Oh to yeah, you there, were. You, know, you would. Yeah. You would secretly think. Uh, you know. Uh, secretly feel a bit disappointed when people you'd see the comments on the facebook post say best show ever right you'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. damn it yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. at the same time you feel really it's a really a liberating feeling because you think oh i'm not it it works without without any of us you know yeah it just exists yeah. as a sort of entity a bo- sort of weird borg-like structure so was it just like the sort of physical act of touring that was exhausting for you or yeah and i just wanted to do some new things you know i'm i'm going to be 50 this year i want to try try my hand at some new things i've always done written music so that's always been a big part of my life outside of the ukes um but uh yeah no i just i felt like i the the road i'd traveled with them wasn't i wasn't going to go any further on that road you know yeah We'd done all these amazing things, you know. We'd done Carnegie Hall, Sydney Opera House, amazing, yeah. Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. We played for the Queen. We'd um, Cerritos Performing Arts Centre as well. The Cerritos performing, yeah. you know, yeah, the Watford Coliseum, yeah. all the big ones. <laughs> but that's where I saw you guys. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the, where we met, that, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, well, I think I'd made contact with you. Oh yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On, that, via on Facebook. Yeah, because yeah. you seem to have yeah. this uh, incredible, um, snappy knowledge about all of YouTube and and creating content and getting loads of subscribers and i thought we, sh- we should have this sort of brain like this we could use with the ukulele orchestra just some knowledge about how all that works you know what i mean so i thought it was, you were a good person to get in contact yeah. with and uh but it was funny because it turned out you were a big fan of peter's from his from his comedy days peter, yeah. <laughs> peter brook turner the from, tall uh, one yeah, yeah from les lives yeah because yeah. uh, peter used to be one of the vic reeves yeah yeah comics in the cabaret yeah. day, in his cabaret days you know in the 1980s you know yeah he used to wear a pink jacket and play romantic songs on his ukulele uh so you know yeah with, i know i'm hoping to yeah, have yeah. a chat with him about that oh but, yeah uh, he'd yeah. love to he'd you love think so yeah oh, okay yeah, oh, yeah, cool. yeah absolutely we'll have to pop down to uh to kent one day oh and, uh, all they all love yeah. talking about yeah you know they're we're all we're all enormously egotistical performers who oh love, good okay. love talking about <laughs> ourselves because <laughs> i <laughs> Because <laughs> I did feel a bit funny. Everyone was like, "Oh, you're the guy from Ukulele Orchestra. You're the tall guy from Ukulele Orchestra." I'm like, "Were you the barber in Les Lives? The five-minute <laughs> yes. show on BBC Two, at like six oh three or something?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that didn't get recommissioned, and just, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I, st- I genuinely still love that show. But, uh, but yeah, probably, so but we met yeah. you and your wife in in LA, in LA, uh, yeah, or just outside LA, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Was that that might have been your last tour then? Do you think or? Uh, Around no, 2018 I think I did or? another one. We basically the the it, it was over COVID really when I realised that like a lot of people actually re reassessed a few things. Right. I sort of thought, God, I really like just being at home and not not having to go off travelling all across. And, and the funny thing about how the Ukes, the gigs work is it's not a sort of you work from you know April till July or whatever three months solid gigs. It's a sort of scattergun of gigs across the year. Yeah. So um, you're never quite sure what's um, what's coming around the corner, you know. And it was just so nice for me to be able to, I mean, this is totally selfish indulgence, just going, you know, if someone said, I'm having a birthday party, I'd be like, I can come. Yeah. yeah Any yeah. Saturday, yeah. I'm free, yeah. you know. It was yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I, you, well, 
I used to do wrestling announcing in my twenties, oh, yeah, my right. whole twenties. Yeah, and like basically, yeah, like every weekend I'd be going up to like Morecambe or yeah, down yeah. to Fratton or somewhere in between, you know, uh-huh. Newport or something. And when you're in it, it kind of seems um, okay. It seems good, you know, yeah, fun, yeah. enjoyable. You're living yeah. the dream. You're chasing yeah, your goals, whatever. Yeah. But if you take a step back, even for like a few months or something, it's like, yeah, because I don't know if I can actually get back into this now. It's it's a bit more of an effort to get out of bed right, and get, right, yeah, get sort yeah. of on the train or whatever for me. Yeah, so you were doing all that in the red corner. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you exactly. can do all that, oh, that yeah. vocalising. Yeah. It's like yeah. singing, isn't it? It's a, it's a, certainly I wouldn't a, know. I can't sing. No, but it's like a form of performance. That yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's a particular yeah, way yeah. Of, of yeah. using your voice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, I was a character. I had my own right. sort of okay. personality. And, yeah, uh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, once I sort of, took a step away and got married and had a kid and every now and again Tiff will be like oh you should get back into that or whatever but I'm like oh, I just don't think I can be bothered to sort of do that traveling when I can yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah. be at home yeah. and yeah. do my music and, and whatever so no it was really thrilling all the traveling at first was ex- so exciting and so you know brilliant and we went to America went all over Australia went to the North Pole did a gig in the North wow. Pole I mean there yeah. were some absolute standout experiences but I do remember this one thing of getting to Kansas City and we were going, we were in the bus driving and saying, um, have we done this gig before? And Dave said, yeah, I think we've done it before. And Hester said, I don't think we've done it before. And we couldn't, we drove past the theatre and I looked at it and I thought, I haven't done this gig before. I didn't recognise the, the city. Yeah. And we drove round the back of the concert hall and we were dropped off by these kind of by these bins and this broken bit of gutter and i walked out there and i saw the bins and i went oh yeah i remember this gig i did this gig right <laughs> and i thought oh my god that's it i've come all, this is this is what i know of kansas city yeah. this is so the traveling was quite a grind the gigs were always brilliant yeah but actually you know we weren't seeing much well i wasn't there was a point where i gave up on sightseeing and you know you just want to kind of uh Rest or sleep or whatever you mean. When yeah, you yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. maybe my my vim had gone a bit, you know. So I yeah. thought it was good time yeah. to good yeah. time to stop. So we're talking now. I mean, I've just come in to visit you at your uh, lovely house. Thank you for having me. By the Not way. at all. Nice to see. You. And uh, <laughs> we've spoken a little bit over the last few weeks or months. You've been really. Uh, active on Facebook. Basically, what I want to know is, what are you doing now? There's something really cool that you're doing now. Well, it's ukulele related, yeah. Ukulele related, yeah. Well, so basically, I thought I've been, I was wondering, what am I going to do? I'm going to keep writing music. So I write music, production music and library music for a company. And that's all good. Ticks over. And I was thinking, well, I want to do like either a band or make something. Because I used to years ago make tiny wooden automata. What's that? So it's like a little box with some cogs and things in it, and you turn a handle, and it makes some characters move on top of the box. Yeah, yeah. And I used to make. I made them for a few years actually, just before the Ukes got really big, and I was starting to make some money selling them. Anyway, so I've always liked making things, and um, then my wife said, "Well, why don't don't you make ukuleles?" And I suddenly it was like a light going on. I thought, "Oh yeah, that's what I like to do." So I, and the great thing is I know lots of people yeah. from over the years of yeah. um, meeting people and uh, playing all, you know, millions of ukuleles I've played, um, like yourself, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose you know, so, yeah, we know, we know loads of people, you, right? Well, and yeah. you know lots of, yeah. but you, you, it's surprising what you already know, actually, you know, right, about okay. the instrument, even if you don't think you do, you know. Yeah. So I, well, my first port of call was to text, uh, to email Pete Howlett, 
who made made my who's in Wales and is a sort of legendary ukulele maker, uh, making handmade ukes and really sort of started at the same time as the ukulele orchestra. Actually, I think we met him first in about 1990. So like 30 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When he yeah. was starting to make ukuleles and they are beautiful ukuleles. Yeah. It's amazing. And he's a he's a real character, you know. He's not in the best of health at the moment, but he said, "Come up, you know, and um, do an internship with me." So just basically okay. help him out. Yeah. At the same time, I went to visit. So I made contact with quite a lot of old people. Aaron Keim in America, who runs Bean Sprout Instruments, and he makes amazing ukuleles. And we met him. I met him with the ukes at the Ukulele Cayley in Nova Scotia in 2004 or something um and he was in a band called the boulder acoustic society but then and he he's been making ukuleles and banjos um for ages so he's been very kind and giving me lots of advice and liam kirby who's a brilliant ukulele maker in bristol he's been fantastic and trying to teach me remotely how to build one of his crazy ukuleles yeah yeah. And then and various other, you know, oh, and Andy Miles, who makes the tiny little ukuleles. Yeah. He was great fun. I just went went for a whistle-stop tour. Around, around the whole UK, basically. Not yeah. quite. I mean, there's a few people I want to go and see up north, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who, make, who make great, great ukuleles. But I mean, when you say um, making ukuleles, like I've made YouTube videos where you get a kit for 30 pounds. Oh, and yeah, you just yeah. sort of glue the top bit to the oh, bottom yeah. bit and put strings on. <laughs> but you're going like a bit deeper than that. Well, I right? want to try and learn how to properly, properly make them. Yeah, from, from a lump from of like, wood. Almost yeah. Like, yeah, from a lump yeah. of wood. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And learn about the whole mechanics of it. And I mean, it's start, I'm starting, I've started, I've made it. So my, where's my first ukulele? Oh, it's just there. It's this, this is your, you yeah, made yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, just grab it. May I? Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, um. Well, I made that with Pete Howlett, so he's it's probably out of tune. Well, not far off. Yeah. This needs a bit of a tune-up, but it's a pineapple ukulele. It's made of koa, and uh, and we built this together. I mean, he he was um, key. Uh, the the key thing now is for me to make a few more of these yeah. on my own. So <clears throat> I'm in the process of adapting a room in the house to put a workshop in and put a, a desk you know i know there's a little table behind me with like a, a lathe and yeah, whatever we're, else we're, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah i've got i've got loads of gear um and i've been i've sort of sourced lots of wood and a few people have given me some wood i've got a great you know it's good good place to get started yeah. you know can it's, i just ask and might cut this bit out because i don't know what the answer is going to be yeah but isn't color wood like banned uh, is it like illegal to import or something it's um I don't know if it's illegal to import. Well, that's an interesting okay, question. Yeah. I mean, I might this be is completely wrong. I don't this know was some that Pete had hanging around. Okay. Oh, fair enough. For, then, you yeah. know, so yeah. so no, there's yeah. no the table. Like there's no uh, no trees. Live trees have okay. been cut down. But yeah. no, I mean, I think existing stocks. I think there's quite a bit yeah. of existing stock which just lurks around. Um, but I don't. You know, this is all stuff to find. You know, to yeah. find out about. Yeah. yeah. So how do you even? I mean, this is just my own mm. um, interest, I guess. How how would you go about like shaping a piece of wood like that? Well, it's all there, there's a what I, the funny thing is that this is what I thought. I thought, okay, I'll find out how to make a ukulele. There's going to be one way to make a ukulele, and I'll find out how you do it, and then I'll do that. You know? Yeah. And then of course you walk into a, a room where instead of there just being one door and one way to do it, there's about a million doors and a million people saying, 
well, this is how I do it, and you can do it like this, and you can. So there's so many choices actually, which I never realised. Yeah, yeah. Um, you essentially is a box with a stick on it. I mean that at its most basic basic principle. So the neck is the stick. A ukulele is, yeah. is a box with a yeah. stick. Yeah, I got you. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. box. So you've got to make the box uh, using you know that that down there by your uh, by your leg is a metal pole okay which heats up to a very high temperature yeah and then when you've got a nice thin bit of wood you can bend it on that on yeah that, so you can create the curves you want and then uh but you know getting everything it's amazing how thin ukuleles are one one or two millimeters yeah right know, yeah uh, the yeah. the um the tops i mean of the old ones were like one and a half mil even down to close on one millimeter some of the really old um and that's why they've got these kind of wave, you know, if you've ever seen a really old ukulele, it's often got a sort of belly, a sort of wave okay. effect. Because yeah. just over the years, the strings have pulled the bridge so much. Right. It's distorted right. the wood. And then you can attach the neck in any number of ways. You can have a piece of wood going through the neck, through the body, which the sides clamp onto. I mean, I don't know if this is going to work very well as a podcast. Me explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but, it's, it's I mean, fine. I, I will edit a little just, bit. But it's or you quite can just, yeah. or you can just yeah. stick it, stick the neck on, yeah. Uh, yeah. and hold it with a peg. Uh, there's, and it's you know this this all of the thing the things that are so critical are the neck angle and you know and the frets because if you get that wrong and the and where the bridge is if you get any of that wrong yeah it just stinks i mean it's got to be thing. an exact science right it, like, it's, it's really very, very precise it's it's kind of like wood engineering in a in a way you know there's a bit there's there's engineering principles that work you know yeah yeah uh, and but uh, it's so fun you know it's so nice and it's a totally different um and just like music in a way you know when you play music and you get into it you get lost in it for me you know planing a piece of wood or yeah. carving a neck or something it's super great you know you just sort of disappear zen, uh, yeah thing. zen yeah. zen experience yeah. yeah very cool what is the difference between the different types of wood when you get a ukulele like people will sort of say oh, i want like a mango wood or a koa or whatever oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. is it aesthetic or is there a genuine difference in sound i think there are some genuine difference i mean this is i'm very much in the foothills of okay. a, of a, of a long journey of discovery about all this so i'm going to really have to make some and uh, make make a lot more and, and with some different woods and find out what that does i mean i think with a little soprano i don't think well you know i don't want to say anything that's going to get me any uh, get me in any trouble with the <laughs> ukulele makers but um uh, I think, you know, a lot of really, like, this is just hard wood. Uh, guitars and everything, there's a lot of science and you use a soft wood for the top, like some spruce or something, which yeah. is a, uh, more, gives more resonance, apparently, you know? Okay. So it sings more. Yeah, yeah. But these are, you know, for a ukulele, it's still, a ukulele is still a folk instrument, you know, in a sense. It's, yeah. It's, uh, so um, we um, we shall see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, but there's a lots of experiments and things to do, you know. And 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 I mean, I've met people. I met this great guy. I've forgotten his name, but um, who he he was making ukuleles out of old, you know. Old, he goes, this neck's made from the old leg of a leg of a bed I had, and the tops from an old sofa. And wow, and, that's and, cool. That and you play a story, yeah. yeah. And you yeah. play it. You go, this just sounds great, you know. Yeah, it's uh, but then and then you play someone else's amazing ancient 
piece of wood and it sounds fine. Sounds good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I had a guy gave me a ukulele once made of an old cigar box. Oh, yeah. Which I right. think is sort of a fairly common yeah, thing a classic, to do. Classic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that, but I've not heard of a sofa and a bed, bed <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That's very cool. So what's your goal with these ukes? Are you looking to play well, them or sell them or? I'm not sure at the moment. I'm going to start. Um, I think ultimately I'd like what I'd like to what I'd, my my head head at the moment is thinking I'd like to sell a few ukes. I'd also like to build some um, other instruments, some sort of weird kazoo type things, nose flutes. Right, uh, the nose flute. The yeah, nose yeah, flute. Yeah. I'm very okay. keen on the nose yeah. flute. Um, wash tub bases, simple stuff, you know, but just just that people can get quickly access, you know, uh, decent music on, but yeah. you know, and and make it make them beautiful. Uh, well, I don't. I'm, it wouldn't be a whole part, whole career. It would okay. be part of, part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never know. Could yeah. get big. Carla, yeah. watch out. Right. I'm on the scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, people might. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger workshop. I can yeah. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> be taking on like young boys and stuff to help out and things. But yeah, wow. I mean, you never know where these things are going to go. No, you never know. Yeah. You never know exactly. That's, but it's uh, great fun and it's a great new yeah. mission, you know. And it's yeah. and it and it's really re-energized me actually in terms of. Um, uh, like the music I write and stuff, which I was getting a bit tired of writing. Yeah. Now I think, oh yeah, I write some music, so I'm going to make a ukulele now. Yeah. You know what I mean? How long from start to finish do you think it takes you to make one well, ukulele? Well, this took about six days, I'd say. Uh, Did you make this? Was not single handed. You had someone help you with this one, though. Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he was telling me what's going. Put now, do this. Okay. Now do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. did. I made every every bit. Every oh, you did. Bit okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then I was helping him. I was being his, um, you know, it was a very much a master apprentice situation. I was sweeping, yeah. sweeping the um, workshop at the oh, end you of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We had a good laugh. He's, he's yeah. a great guy. I'm really fond of Pete. Um, but uh, yeah, but I think probably you could make, if you were really knuckling down, you could probably make, I mean, this is a very simple ukulele, so you could probably make them in, you know, it wouldn't take much longer to make five. Right, okay. If you were making okay. Because when yeah. you make five tops, five sides, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a, it all becomes quicker if you start factory factoryizing it. Yeah. You know? That is amazing. That's such a cool thing. When I saw all your photos on uh, Facebook, I, I think oh, I sent yeah. you a message because oh, yeah. you said one day you were over here, one day you were somewhere else and you had all these great pictures. And I thought maybe you were making like a TV, sh- a TV show about it, the BBC <laughs> oh, yeah. 4 or something. Right. But uh, you thought it might have quite limited. Appeal, I think limited appeal, maybe. I don't but, know. I, 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 but, I mean, cool. there's certainly some real eccentrics around. I really, I'm really dying to go and um, meet a guy called Ken Timms. Yeah. Who makes old Martins? Who's yeah. a very eccentric old fella. Um, and uh, and the, uh, this guy, God, Clifford, Clifford, the guy who made the sofa. I don't know what his surname is. The one who made the sofa ukulele. He's yeah. made loads of completely bonkers ukuleles, and he lives out in. No, just on the in the suburbs of London. Yeah, but he was very sweet. He's been very nice, you know. Yeah. So I've got, got a few ideas I'm discussing with him. That's really <laughs> really cool and kind of unexpected as well. But I, I like right. Oh, good. Yeah. Life beyond uh, performing. You know. Well, I think. Well, hopefully, yeah. And I think uh, it's good to just get another bit of your brain going. And I yeah. love the ukulele. And I sort of thought. I started with the ukulele. I started playing when I was 13, 12 or something, you know, and I haven't got any better. <laughs> oh, that's not true. I'm but sure. uh, yeah. but I've got better at writing music and all those things, but I'm still a strummer. I'm not yeah. going to do any mad 
crazy Noodling. solos or anything, yeah. unfortunately. No. But it's nice to keep it in the family, you know, keep the ukulele, you know, stick with the uke. It's been good to me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Over the years. There's not many, you know, you're one of them as well. Many people around who put food on the table via the ukulele. Okay, I hope you are loving this chat with Will. Like I said, he is a really great guy. And it was a lot of fun to go and visit him uh, up in London at his home back during the summer. In fact, that was actually the day that I met up with Cynthia Lynn in person. Talking of which, if you want to hear a bit of extra chat between me and Will and help support the podcast, sign up to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash uketeacher, where you'll get some excellent bonus content from Will, uh, including about the book that he wrote, why he most likely won't be writing another one, and how David Bowie got his start in music on the ukulele. It's lots and lots of fun, and like I always say, Patreon really helps keep this podcast going. There's also loads more bonus content on that Patreon page, including an extra 20 minutes with Cynthia Lynn, bonus chat with Victoria Vox, James Hill, and lots and lots of my previous guests. And hey, by the way, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome, and be sure to have a whiz through the archives, as I really have spoken to some of the top, top names in the ukulele world. Speaking of which, who would you like to hear me talk to? Drop me a message to uketeacher at grabyouryuke.com with your ideas for future guests, or indeed any of your thoughts about the podcast, and I will do my best to get your favourites here on the show. And yes, I do reply to every single message that I receive. Eventually. Right now, though, let's get back to part two of my conversation with Will Grove White. Do you ever like perform in your own band? Because when I first met you about, I don't know, seven or eight years oh, yeah, ago, yeah. you were doing gigs with just. I don't know, was it called like the Will Grove White Experience or something? You know? <laughs> that's a good, I don't yeah. know, Will Grove White Experience. It was Will Grove White and the others. And the others, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right, okay. So that was, um, that that. so basically I was, it was when we were touring with the Ukes, doing a lot of that stuff, I thought I must just get, I can write an album, I know I can do it. I learned the software, I wrote some songs, I got, we got it recorded. I ended up selling it to Universal as a production music album. But all the people on that, enjoyed playing on it and said let's do some gigs you know so we did we did i don't know five or six gigs around london yeah yeah uh and we would have done more but it kind of people moved away you know people had kids one guy moved to france one guy moved to dublin someone else to wales you know so it just becomes a bit more difficult but i would love to get a little band together but it's difficult you know because i sort of i love performing and i love um making music and i do just with I've, I've got this friend ali who we've got quite a few vids on youtube will and ali doing the prodigy and stuff oh, yeah. like that i haven't yeah. seen them for years actually no, we, I haven't, do that. Yeah, we haven't okay, done one yeah. in a while but we're constantly doing our friends birthday parties and things like that performing then. yeah oh amazing okay <laughs> yeah. cool um yeah. but um but only a few tunes you know what i mean yeah yeah but that's good fun yeah. but you know that sort of thing i don't know if i want to be in another situation where it all got successful again. I feel right. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. just a fun band to be in in the evenings would be yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Who was Ali, by the way? I think I meant to ask you last time. He was uh, just a mate from school. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. Guitar, yeah. guitar god who, yeah. I've, who I've downgraded onto the baritone <laughs> playing. <laughs> so, 
what about um, the other stuff? Like you're composing music. That's pretty successful, isn't it? Yeah, well, it takes over, and uh, so so it's library music. So it's what's called production music. So it's like a for a, if you like a photo library. If you want a photo of a chicken, you don't have to go and buy a get buy a camera and take a photo yeah. of an actual. You just go to a library and rent a photo of a chicken. And if you want some music where which sounds like a chicken. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to write it. So you can go to a library and yeah. borrow some music with some good clucking noises. Yeah, or whatever, I, you know. I think I get where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. So basically that's what I... Well, the funny thing was the first album I wrote was um, just with with were my songs, you know. And uh, I thought a couple of these albums might be good for adverts. And a friend said I should get in touch with this guy at Universal to because um, he was involved in this production music and library. He's called me and said, I'd like to take the whole thing. And I was like, so chuffed. I yeah. went for a big meeting in this big tall building and up to the eighth floor or whatever. And he put on the thing and he, he put on the first track and he goes, this would be great. This is great. Well, this could be a Dairy Lee advert. And it was a kind of a kind of high five and a body blow all mm-hmm. in once because yeah, yeah. you know I was like, hey, this is my this is my tune, <laughs> this is this my is, art, yeah, yeah, this is my art. And you're what soft yeah. cheese, you're saying, yeah, cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Uh, so, uh, but then I realised when he started explaining, he goes, imagine the you know, imagine the cows jumping around the field. I was going, oh my god, I've written a dairy Leah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is all I am. This is yeah, all I've well, But hey, worst things to be. I'm exactly, sure, yeah. exactly. And so yeah. I've got a sort of um, mini, I mean, it's, you know, I don't do huge amounts for them, but I'm, I'm, I do a lot of their quirky, their quirky stuff. I'm the quirky guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've popped up in like some other, better things than Dairy Lee ads as well, haven't you? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I yeah, I was chuffed that my favourite, my favourite thing ever is Kirby Enthusiasm and they used it in one of those, so that was good. Yeah, whereabouts did that come in, uh, the show? So one of the later series, it's a, it's a sequence where Leon, you know, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 Leon's yeah. running yeah. around trying to rent, he's, he's offering his services to, so oh, people can I go remember. and have a yeah. pee. yeah. Anyway, I remember the music that <laughs> in the background is is that's yeah. my my stuff. Yeah, you're yeah, kidding. Yeah. That's amazing. No, yeah. it's great. I was yeah. so chuffed about that. Yeah, uh, and then there's been another tune which is yeah, which is the, apparently in Fleabag, right? Episode okay. one. Yeah, very quietly. The that's ins- a song, wasn't it? It's or, a song yeah. that I wrote, but it's yeah. the instrumental version. Okay, right. <laughs> being played really quietly yeah. on the stepmother's um, radio when she when 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 Fleabag when. Phoebe Waller um, next the statue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, and these are all a few pennies. I get a few pennies each well, that's time. So pretty that's good right. going, yeah, though, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Again, I'm sure there's many people who'd love to be in that position. You know? Yeah, so, no, it's great. Yeah. Well, it, what's yeah. what's funny is you don't know where it's going to be used. So it could be used for terrible purposes as well. Really? That's, yeah. Okay. I have no control like over of, that. Like political it campaigns be, and things. Or, yeah, it could yeah. be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you wow. couldn't. You can't pick and choose. But okay, that's the daily sign. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay. All of a sudden, there's like a downside. To I know. Maybe, I know. Yeah. 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 Well, you just got to keep the music like brightened up. Bright and cheery. Well, yeah. I can't. I'm not very good at doing um doing uh downbeat music. It good, doesn't okay. really come out of my um. I mean, I'm just yeah. doing a thing at the moment, which is hum- it's humorous jazz but yeah. for a humorous jazz album. And all I've done is tried to write some proper serious jazz, and they go, "Great, this is really hilarious. humorous, this stuff's hilarious." <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah, 
But it's always got a ukulele in it, always. And the ukulele for me is the ultimate songwriting and music writing tool, you know, because it to totally takes everything down to those bare chord melody essentials. So once you've got that, you know, you're really, if you've got a voice, a ukulele and a bass, you need do need a bass though. Yeah. And I, that's what do you I, use? You've got a U-bass somewhere. Or I've a... got, uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, I mean, I, I get proper people to play the, the, you know, the instruments to, to play yeah. the instruments but yeah. um but yeah no i always think i, I, I agonies i find it agonizing when i find a ukulele group without a bass player yeah because you, you just if you can put a bass on it all those offbeats come to life yeah you know what i mean yeah. but yeah. if you've got nothing you've just got this oh uh you know high-pitched yeah uh, rabble it's uh yeah it's a bit intense you know i'll um i'll add my Two pence worth about that over lunch. I think we get a sandwich again because <laughs> I went to a, I went to a festival at the weekend. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, they could certainly use like some help from someone like you. I think there's there was like a lot of like local groups. Yeah, they were yeah. playing like cool songs. They were getting like a reaction from it. it was yeah, great. Yeah. But I was kind of thinking they need someone to maybe help them. Just basically, everyone was playing the same chords, the same strumming pattern, singing I the same song. And I uh, think that sort of I I thought about that, and I used to sort of say to people, "Hey, you should be. Why don't you all play the offbeat? You play the." first beat the bar you play beat three and, you play a bass and, and just yeah, stick yeah. at your job and and people are like okay yeah and they kind of go yeah it does sound better and then they go but we just like strumming and singing you know and i think well actually what am i i'm here going hey you should make it better <laughs> you should make it like proper sort of you know music or whatever you know but actually just people getting together all strumming all singing Hey, that's great. That's yeah. there's not enough of that yeah. in the world at the moment. Of people singing and just having a good time together. So I'm all for it. I mean, I, good. Okay. It's, it's not um, maybe what I'd want to put on the stereo or whatever. But I don't think they would either. It's about the experience of going, being together with people. We met when we were we playing. Um, I think it was the Sage in Gateshead, up in next to Newcastle. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there was this uh, ukulele group. After we'd finished, there was like a an old age people's um uh ukulele group called the silver surfers or something okay they yeah. but there was about 40 of them me and hester got chatting to these two women at the back and they go oh we just love it we love it you know we come here and have a great big sing and i go how are you doing with the chords and she just said oh we mostly just play c <laughs> <laughs> okay. i said what you just play c all, all, all the way through all the way through she goes yeah well yeah. if it goes or we just put our fingers over this but we have a good sing and we like you know it's just a way of being yeah. together and you yeah. know i know it sounds criminal to some people but uh, whatever it, these yeah, are people yeah. getting really something out of it you know and yeah. that was and we've been to ukulele clubs like all across the world you know have you is that something you did like on your off days or something we or? used to, oh yeah there's nothing more we used to love but we would we would you know some people would say will you come and just do or we'd do a workshop or we'd do we just a couple of us would pitch up just for a you know yeah in melbourne or in uh austria or wherever it was china um that was that was an experience in China, you know, but um, and they would always be brilliant groups of people having a, having a really good time. And more often than not, I always suspect that the ukulele is like for a lot of people is like a. It, it's about what people love doing is singing, and but just singing for some people is a bit embarrassing. It's a bit naked, 
you know? But yeah. If you've got some something in between you and you've got the ukulele, you can say, oh, I'm playing the ukulele. Yeah. But really what it is is you want to sing. Okay. But you pretend you're just playing the ukulele. Just, yeah. Some people are nervous about it, you know? That's so funny you should say that because... I, my whole life, I've been the exact opposite. And in fact, the reason I started playing music was because I didn't want to sing. Okay. So I get jerked to be playing the guitar or the bass or something when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, well, at least I don't have to sing because I've got, you know, this oh, is yeah, my yeah, two, yeah. So I'm playing the bass or something. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I've that's never... true as well, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But you're the good guys. You're the guys you need on the bass and not doing the noodly bits. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about getting into like the sort of festival workshop at all? Uh, sorry, festival circuit at all? Uh, I've, well, maybe. You never say, you know, this is, I'm now, you know, free agent. I do, yeah. do um, so yeah, I'll probably go and get involved in something other. Yeah, because I'm sure you could stuff. like not together a few fun. workshops and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think there's a lot of good people who are really doing good, good workshop. You know, these yeah. guys who are very experts at it. I mean, I can sit and chat and say how I do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I suppose that's what a workshop is. Well, it is. And again, I mean, going back to what you were saying about the Silver Surfers just playing Mm. Sea all the way through. The first ever festival I went to was the LA Festival in 2015. Yeah. And I I had no idea what to expect. But I went into one of these workshops and I I, I kind of thought, well, it's a ukulele festival. Everyone who goes there will be an an expert or at the very least able to play the ukulele. Right, yeah. And anyway, the, the first workshop I went to was a guy saying, right, this is how you play the chord of C. Right. Strum, you know, in time of the music, four downstrokes. <laughs> right. And people are like, you know, struggling to keep up with that, to be honest with you. So okay, right. I think right. you'd be surprised the level of, um, you know, background knowledge is not as high as you might expect it to be at some No, festivals. no, no, some sure, people sure. Just yeah, wanna, yeah. Some people just like ukuleles and yeah, are just yeah, happy yeah. sort of saying yeah. they've been in the same room as, you know, you for an hour or well, strummed along with you. Nice, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, I mean, I know, you know, there's certainly something just about, you know, people do like collecting them as well. That as well, yeah. Lot, you know? yeah. And yeah. just it becomes like a sort of, uh, they're cute. They're yeah. nice, friendly things. You know, yeah. you learn a few tunes. That's what it, that, that's the good advice I'd give anyone. It's just learn three tunes on the ukulele all the way through. Cool. I'm one third of the way there, so that's perfect. <laughs> <you know? laughs> But there's no one better than me at Happy Birthday, so... uh, Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What great fun there, chatting with Will Grove-White of the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, and thank you to him and his wife for being so hospitable and allowing me to record the interview at their lovely home. Don't forget, if you want to hear more of me and Will, or me and Cynthia Lynn, me and James Hill, me and Abby Lyons, me and Victoria Vox, uh, me and Christopher Davis Shannon, lots and lots more people, check out patreon.com slash uketeacher for all that lovely bonus content and to help keep this show going. And as always, if you have enjoyed Ukulele Tales or have any ideas for future guests, please let me know. Drop me a message at uketeacher at grabyouryuke.com. And yes, I do reply to all the emails that I receive eventually. Please continue to spread the word and let your uke-loving friends and family know about the podcast, as in order to be able to continue doing it, I do actually need some people to continue listening to it. Um, I'm also really hoping that 2024, which is now just a few short weeks away, will be the year that I do some live Ukulele Tales podcasts. So if there's a festival that you're attending and you'd like me to be a part of it, be sure to let the organisers know, as I would love to work something out with some of the uke festivals that'll be taking place next year and take the Ukulele Tales podcast on the road. Okay, 
I'll be back in two weeks' time with another fun episode. So until then, another very big thank you to Carla Brand Music for sponsoring the show. They make lovely ukuleles and guitars and lots of other nice things as well. And if you would like a 10% discount on anything on their website, please just visit my special link in the show notes, carlabrand.com slash uketeacher. Now, until next time, I love you all, and I wish you the best. <laughs>